When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Apartment 4D. I'm your host, Jill, here with Heather. Hi, everybody. And Joe. Hello. Joining you once again, unfortunately, from Zoom, which is going to lead me right into starting the feeling stick before I even say what episode we're going to discuss. We did a poll to see if anyone would be interested in Apartment 4D merch, and the number one most requested item was stickers. So I'm going to get going on opening a 4D store. Please support us so we can buy microphones. Right, guys? <laughs> You'll be glad you did when you can actually hear us without a delay. Yeah. I mean, when we're in person, it's not a problem. But this Zoom situation is not the best. Not really. Thanks for putting up with last week's episode. <laughs> and the week before that. So we're yeah. here to discuss Season 2, Episode 18, Heather's favorite episode, Tin Pity. Before we do, we'll open with a feeling stick. I actually have another one to mention, so I'm going to keep going and then call on you guys. I am so excited. I'm about to make a meme about this. You guys will not believe what I discovered today. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Yeah, always. Winston has only dated girls whose name ends in the E sound. Selby, Daisy, Casey, Birdie, Allie. Well, I'm going to change my name to Heathery. <laughs> my name's Jillby, so I'm already <laughs> So I'm so excited. I'm all let Lamorne know, but I just Wait, thought I always... Did you come up with this? On my own. I usually get most oh. of my information from the internet, to be honest, but I always call Daisy Selby when we go on the podcast. I'm really trying not... And I go, how weird both their names end in E. That's why I get confused. I was like, Allie's name ends in E. And then I had to go back and Google because I couldn't remember Casey and Birdie's names. And I was like, I just cracked like some major new girl, like teddy bear or bear mention level conspiracy thing. I'm so proud of myself. It's an Easter egg. It is. Now, Joe, do you have a comment on that? And do you have a feeling stick? Well, are you talking about their character names or their names? No, the names of the characters. So someone chose to make sure every girl he dated on the show ended in E. Wow, that is strange. And his name's Winston, and in real life his name's Lamorne, so I don't know why, but I think there's something to it. I'm going to ask him, because 50% of the time he answers my direct messages. Ooh, living large. Joe, do you have a feeling stick? Um, no, you know, for this episode... I don't really have anything. I mean, the only thing that I liked was Kevin from Shameless was on this. That's what I like. So to review, the feeling stick is if we've seen any of the characters in another show or we had an epiphany about New Girl. So we'll get to him in a minute. I I did. I saw Kevin. He's from another show. He's Kevin. (laughs) And he's also 
Reba McIntyre's son on uh, Reba. Son-in-law, man. Yeah, and we're, and we're almost to that. We're yeah. almost to that segment of the podcast. Heather, do you have a feeling stick? I do have a feeling stick. Um, so I was watching um, a show called The Connors, and they had a guy, like a new character, come on, and it's Brian Austin Green. No who, way. Yeah, who was married to Megan Fox, who was on New Girl. Mm-hmm. But here's the fun part. And by the way, that guy, he looks better than when he was on 90210. And he looked good then. And he, um, so his character comes to the first day of work. And he's like a mess. And he's super hungover. And then he brags to the boss, well, I only look this way. Because I spent last night drinking absinthe. And I never, first of all, I wouldn't have known what that was if I was watching the Connors and hadn't watched New Girl. And Uh maybe because I just don't know what it is. I've never heard it mentioned before. But I thought that was kind of cool because he was with Megan Fox and then he he said absinthe. Uh, That is very cool. So um, before we get into the Netflix description of the episode, when Joe just did the feeling sticker, it reminded me of something. So recently I listened to some of our earlier episodes, which I found painful because we didn't have like a solid format. I was in such a rush to do it because I, I Googled like, is there a new girl podcast? And there's not. So we have to do it tomorrow. Like I I didn't really plan it out very well, but we got all these comments. Remember Heather, that people like you guys treat Joe like he's a child. Like you guys are mean to Joe. Joe's our favorite offense to that because I'm obsessed with Joe well you know what if you re-listen to it because Joe's smiling too much on Zoom here because I will say to Joe a very direct question like I will say to Joe like Joe what did you think about Jess's dress and he'll be like you know what episode Jess wore a cute outfit and it's not on topic but what he says is like really good and so you and I would like pause and go uh-huh just because we're used to him talking like that, but on the podcast, I was reading about the translation. So if you go back and listen, like Joe said something really smart, but because it has nothing to do with what I asked him, we both go, oh! oh. <laughs> so Skater Kate was right. <laughs> oh, thanks, Skater Kate. Or sorry if we just use Skater Kate. Yeah, I feel like she's not listening anymore because I made a pretty big deal out of it. But <laughs> oh, I hope she certainly offended you, Joe. No, I wasn't offended at all. I'm always thinking of little tidbits from, because so many shows kind of, they blend into each other, certain parts of them. So sometimes I'm always like off a show or two, but I always have insight. Always. And it's always good. Having feeling stick segments. So we're going to move on to the Netflix description for Season two, episode 18, Infinity, which is Winston interviews a football player who is interested in Jess. Elsewhere, Nick and Schmidt plan a party to celebrate 10 years of being roommates. Guest stars from this episode include Joe, take it away. Kevin from Shameless. Yes, Steve Howie, who's Jack McTavish in this show from Shameless and Reba. And... I'm probably the only person who did this, but when I see him, I don't think of either of those shows. I think of how he was in the movie Bride Wars. Heather, were you familiar with him? You watched Reba. Yeah, I watched Reba, and he was actually my favorite character on Reba. He was amazing on that. I just, I didn't know that Joe watched Reba. <laughs> I don't think he did, Joe. Did you just have that tidbit, or did you watch the show? I did. 
Cassidy loved that show, so I always had to watch it when I walked in. And like, if I was going to the gym, she'd always take the TV, and then I have to watch what she watched, and she watched that show a lot. I can, it's a I can good understand that. I know, a lot of, I know a lot about Hannah Montana because of Cassidy, so I, I get that. I'm actually uh, lobbying for a Reba reboot. Oh, well, he just finished Shameless, so he has time. I'm going to reach out. Oh, okay. Let them know <laughs> that Heather's, the Heather's ready. So the show opens <laughs> with uh, In the Loft, and Schmidt is announcing that it's the 10-year, also known as the 10 anniversary, and that he and um, Nick have been living together for 10 years, like Bert and Ernie. And we have a <laughs> flashback to the wood and the paper anniversary, which both went very poorly. And Nick throws out something like, I don't like celebrating because you never let me plan and gets caught in a lie because uh, Schmidt says, I'd love for you to plan. And he's like, oh man, no, I, I don't want to do that. So what were you guys talking about the opening? I remember loving it from the start. So I thought, okay, this is going to be fun. We're all at the same party. And this is a crazy party idea. Yes, because I love all in the same episode. And I knew it was going to be good. I had no idea that it was going to be the best episode of New Girl in history. I mean... I disagree with that statement. Joe, do you think it's the best episode of New Girl ever? I don't know about ever, but I mean, anyone who can make a storyline out of porta potties, that's a pretty good story. Ah, I like yeah, kudos to the writer. So now Jess and Cece are alone in the kitchen. She's talking about Nick when he comes in and starts eating a cupcake. She's saying how she can't stop thinking about his mouth on her mouth. And then he's like, oh, is there something on my mouth? Because he clearly has frosting everywhere. And she just gets mad and yells. And Cece tells her what she needs is a new guy to kiss. She just needs to move on. And she'll be able to feel better as long as she kisses a new guy. Do you have anything to say about that scene or I'll move on? Yeah, so... I think Nick is one of those guys who just eats the frosting off the cupcake and then leaves the cupcake behind. You know who else is one of those guys? Who? Joe Henderson. Joe Henderson. Joe Henderson story time. So for all of you guys who just want a podcast about Joe stories, technically this is a Joe story. I'm just going to tell it. My kids, or our kids, went to my mom's house slaved over cupcakes made them they were so excited brought them home we put them like foil over them in the kitchen i come in late at night and flip the kitchen switch light on and find joe staring at me caught in the act cupcake in hand licking the frosting <laughs> off of all the cupcakes and putting them back like we're not gonna notice also this christmas joe's mom made the peanut butter hershey kiss blossom and I heard that somebody walked in the house and Joe had taken all the Hershey's kisses out of the That also happened. Then there was the time I made our son Caden the most elaborate, and I'm not very crafty, but it was a Thomas the Train cake. You use wafer cookies to make the tracks and little cakes and you stack them up and put pretzels together. Oh, it was so beautiful. Oreos as the wheels and anyway. I had to buy so many different ingredients and like cookies to make that happen that I had to start hiding them because I would come down and Joe would be snacking on like the train tires in the middle of the night. Joe, do you have anything to say for yourself about just eating frosting off your own children's cupcakes? No, although 
I do call it selective eating. I am a selective eater. So I select the frosting off of cupcakes and I select to take the Oreos and pull them apart and eat the white frosting inside first. So all of us have quirky selective eating and that's my selective oh, eating. I, I support that 100%. I'm just saying you don't put the cupcake back. I mean, especially through COVID. Like imagine someone licking a cupcake and putting it back on a plate. Like what? Yeah, I only do that at home. I wouldn't do that in public. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so now we're at the bar and we see Jess trying to meet a new guy and just coming up with a lot of duds, a lot of crazy guys. And in walks Winston, who we now know is Jack McTavish, which is a perfect sports person's name, I think. Nick's freaking out because he cares about football and he thinks it's so cool. And Schmidt says to Winston when he walks over, does he think you're Omar Epps? <laughs> Great feedback. Uh, so then Jess has to meet him. And everyone starts laughing. And then another, you never realize how memeable New Girl is, but every episode has a famous meme. There's the meme of her being like, ha ha ha, what a crazy idea. Do it. And she takes matters into her own hands, goes over, introduces herself, and starts flirting. And Nick does not look amused, huh, guys? Not amused whatsoever. Mm-mm. It's got to sting when the girl you like hits on someone else, but then when it's like one of your idols, that's just, that's just rude. Yeah. So Nick um, says to Schmidt, it's just him and Schmidt at the bar now, that he really wants to plan and he's disappointed that he can't. So Schmidt gives him the task of balloons and porta potties. But then he doesn't want that much responsibility, forgets about the balloons and starts to have an anxiety attack, Heather. But not, <laughs> not before Schmidt announces it's a masculine garden party. That is true. And that's an accurate description once you see it. Well, it's not real masculine. Um, but I have always thought garden parties are genius and, and underrated. And I this just tickled me from the top of my head to the tip of my toes. I know. I can't wait to get into the party element because I really enjoy that too. As someone who plans events, it was really fun to watch. You know, there, w- there was one thing that in their discussion when they're like, Oh, Jess is like, I want to go talk to that guy. And Schmidt's like, oh, no, you can't handle his thunder, Jess. And then she says something about Thumbelina. And I'm wondering, what is Thumbelina? Oh, it's like a, I don't know if it's like classified as a fairy tale, but Thumbelina was like so small. She fit into like, was it a thimble, Heather? Yeah. And it's just, it's just like oh, so a, it's just a story yeah. about being really tiny, basically. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know what the moral of it is because I'm, you know, in old now, but yeah, I know she was small and she fit inside a thimble. Well, maybe that's what he was saying. No, yeah. Um, so now we're with Cece and Shavrang, and he's on the phone with his mom trying to explain to her that the two men who are celebrating the party of living together for 10 years are not gay. <laughs> and that's when he says, like, hey, our mom's approved. Do you want to do this thing? And Cece is justifiably very put off by his uh, the idea of a proposal, says that, and then he says it a second time. So that's when we should have started be worrying about him, I guess. Or that he came back after all these disastrous dates is why, Heather. And for me, it's interesting. For me, I, I mean, I, I heard that and I saw it, but I was totally too busy to, I, it's, it's an important thing. And I was too busy. 
I couldn't focus on it. Just seeing people being serious and getting ready. <laughs> I mean, it was hilarious. And it, although it was fun to see CC and Turquoise, which was appropriate for a garden party. Yes. So now we're at the party and it's absolutely gorgeous. We get a hint of the decor and what a nice job that Schmidt has done. And we know it's in the park. So a little kid comes by with a soccer ball and he deflates it. I'm not really sure what the point of that scene was. And Jess comes in wearing literally a cape my sister would wear with shorts and and I don't criticize her clothes much, but what, what the heck, man? I was not mad. I was furious. And this was a good opportunity for a great outfit. You're one of those things she wears to school. That's garden. You need to respect what Schmidt's putting on and dress. Even Cece wore some color. No, did you like her cape? Would you be like, oh, I like a girl in a good hot pink cape? Uh, I don't know about hot pink. Maybe a different color. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, I you know what, you know what else I like? I like when Jess asked asked Kevin from Shameless, what's a 0.8 tackle? Because in stats, you know, they keep stats. And, like, if you have a half a tackle and then a full tackle, they take, like, the average and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I like the way they, they reference that. And then wasn't it before the party when Nick was looking for the porta potties? No. And he was at that yet. guy's place? No. Oh, wasn't there yet? Okay. We're almost there. Well, that was that was in flashback. So technically, that's happened, but it hasn't been seen yet, Heather. I just want to add to that. This is where we start seeing the white couch and the white love seat in the grass. Yes. And the S and N, S plus N. I mean, the detail. The detail. I wish right now I could take this clip, but I know Heather won't let me, and post it on YouTube because her dog is sitting next to her like her dog's part of the podcast. <laughs> Sprinkles, what did you think of this episode? Interesting. Good feedback. <laughs> I'm going to put a you know what else we You know what else we didn't talk about? Schmidt coming out of the paper box, the newspaper box. Well, that I, I was referenced funny. it. Yeah, that yeah. those two years were rough. Um, so moving on to the party, Winston is saying to Jess, like, stay away from Jax. This shouldn't happen. We see there's photo cutouts of Nick and Schmidt's body that you could put your head in to take a picture. We see the couches. It really is, all joking aside, you know, whoever was in charge of that part, they did a great job making a really Schmidt-level party. And yeah. then Nick shows the porta potty. He bought it for $60. He's now a small business owner and it is a hot mess. And we find out that Schmidt knew he'd blow it and got what Nick thought was the visitor center. But it's <laughs> the fanciest porta parties there are. And it's like, this is how our relationship works. Like, by the way, where are the balloons? And Nick's like, I didn't get them. He's like, good. I didn't want balloons anyway. This isn't a children's party. And it's very disappointing, honestly, to see the dynamic. But we'll get into that more a little deeper into the episode. And Robbie is standing in line for the bathroom. I know, he was in like literally five seconds of a scene. Like, I can't believe they called him in just for that. I know, but it well, was Nick great because it's like another character we know. Yeah. Yeah. Were you going to say, Joe? Yeah. And then Nick, when he was when he was going to buy that porta potty with the vintage look, as Jess would say, 
the, the guy says, well, this is garbage. He goes, oh, great, garbage. That's what the nursing home said about my mattress. <laughs> yeah, so gross. So gross. So, that, so now that was funny. Winston and Jax and uh, Jess comes over and starts like a football game where Winston gets repeatedly tackled for basically no reason and is having a horrible time. We see that no one's using the porter po porta potty. Robbie's stressed out when he's being pressured to, and just to be nice, um, comes over and somehow it comes up, you know, like she asks Nick something about how he feels about it. He won't talk about his feelings. And she's like, you know what's so nice about Jax? He tells me his feelings and finally says, I'll use your porta potty if you want me to. He goes, okay, we're gonna use it. Really sell it, because I want other girls to use it too. And she opens it up and can't go through with it. And Joe's right that they could make a solid storyline about the porta potty is hilarious. Hems. Um, I uh, I want to mention that I thought it was inappropriate to play football there. I agree. It says she's wearing a cape and shorts, and now she's started a football game at a masculine garden party. Who is Jess in this episode? I know, but I think that also we see her and the guy who plays band on Reba. Um, we see them by a popcorn machine. Later, yes. Detail, detail, you guys. So Schmidt is talking to um, the DJ about the big speech and toe sequence being awful. <laughs> telling him Tippy go bye bye if he doesn't do it right when Cece and Shebrang arrive. He's acting like a mess towards Shebrang, of course. And um, Jack, well, then Jess and Jax are together. And that's when Jack starts oversharing and crying over a game of catch. And she gets pretty freaked out. And then that's when we find out the deeper, more kind of important to address element of the episode is that Schmidt took the liberty of writing Nick's whole speech for him. And Nick says, why do you think you're better than me? Do you remember when we were equals before you lost all the weight? We get some great flashbacks and they basically get into an argument. And when Nick says, what are we even celebrating? Schmidt yells, 10 years, two hearts, one home. And that's one of my favorite lines of the whole show. Did you guys laugh at that too? Hysterically. Yeah, Joe, have you ever celebrated an anniversary with a boy? An anniversary with a boy, no. Why are you acting surprised? That's what this episode's about. Why was what was with that, that reaction? <laughs> I mean, well, the reaction was because they're like 10 years after college. I'm celebrating living with a guy 10 years after college. That's weird. That's what Nick said. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think years after college, it was 10 years including total. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, including college. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a long time to have a roommate. I mean, people out there probably do have that, but at some point, uh, because as Schmidt would say, I have an income, at some point, you know, you, you want to live by yourself. You can only, you know, put up for those years of a roommate for so long. Totally. But he loves Nick so much. I think he wants to take care of him. So Winston and Jess are talking and she's like, hey, is Jack's known for being intense? And Winston's like, yeah, obviously, breaks it down for her. That's when Jack's eating popcorn, picks Jess up to illustrate how strong he is, shows her, you know, why he's so emotional. And right before they can kiss, they're interrupted by Shebrang in what oh. is part of my discussion question, the rudest, most inappropriate thing to do without asking the party host, launches into proposing to somebody. 
And the DJ, of course, thinks this is the toast sequence of the fight, <laughs> the music, everything. And I'll let Heather take the look on Schmidt's face when Cece says yes. Oh, see, now that is, that is showing the complexity that is Schmidt. Because he's all excited. Things are going great. He's in his absolute element, a masculine garden party. And then Shavrang hijacks the party. And it, it is in that instant that Shavrang becomes my most hated new girl character of all time. Oh, poor guy. It was rude. But it was that rude. It <laughs> was so many good characters it was so, I hope he's I hope the actor isn't listening um well also that shows he's a good actor but no that was the rudest thing I've ever seen in my life so Schmidt his party is hijacked and his love is being taken away I mean come on on a day that he thought was going to be perfect so then Jax takes the mic and says that there's a missing item it's his heart and he's in love and he found his third wife and Jess runs away we also see Schmidt leave because he's so upset and Nick goes after him and says, hey, do you want to get out of here? And he's like, yeah, on a vacation. And Nick's like, no, I meant like 40 yards in that direction, just away from you know, you, you know, You know what, Schmidt's, Schmidt's relationship with Cece and the things, because he's done this before where he's happy for her that she was going out with Robbie and she was happy that she found these guys and was looking for an Indian guy, if you remember. So this whole dynamic of Schmidt CC remind me of a roller coaster ride and not, not the ride itself, but the actual start of the roller coaster ride. If you've ever been on a roller coaster, when you first go up, you always go up this hill and you hear this clink, like clink, clink, clink. And it's that anticipation, like, and that's what Schmidt does. Is he's like, oh, I'll throw a party for CC. This will be great. Well, that's the clinking going up, right? And then when you get to the apex of the hill, you realize, oh, my God, I'm on a roller coaster that's about to drop 300 feet and your stomach is going to go up through your mouth. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's the part. That's the part where Schmidt always sees the results of his of his actions and how happy Cece is. And he, and he it reminds him, oh, wait, I like her. Maybe I shouldn't have done this for her. And then he always gets into this. And it's happened a couple, three times. You know what I'm saying? So it's always it's, that that roller coaster. It's too ride. late to get off the ride. Yeah, right. Really Once applies. you're on the ride, that's it. That, that applies it. to the party he had, where it's like rebranding party about danger when he was really throwing it just for her. And that happened. And then the Indian dating convention. So that was a really, really good example, Joe. CC <laughs> yeah. finds Jess hiding from Jax. Oh, wait, can I just back up really quick? Mm hmm. Um, when Shabrang, like after Shabrang does his antics and Schmidt takes off, did you guys see that huge portrait of Schmidt on the easel? Yeah, there's one of Nick and, too. And then he's holding his jacket over his shoulder. So many pictures of himself. So Love Cece, him. Cece finds Jess hiding from Jax. We see Jax literally crying on Winston. Winston doesn't seem as excited to be his friend anymore. And then we find out that Nick did get balloons. It was a hot air balloon, but without propane. And he's <laughs> sitting in it with Schmidt and says he's sorry about Cece. And Schmidt says through different words, but that he just always did think he'd end up being the one to marry her. And then takes a swig of whatever liquor 
uh, Nick is drinking and spits it out. And then they have the classic normal, like, oh, you're such a sissy, blah, blah, blah sort of moment. So then the final scene before the, you know, funny ending credit scene, the whole gang is in the balloon minus Cece. And Jess won't take a drink off the shared bottle of liquor because Nick's mouth has been on it. He says, what? It was just my mouth. It was just my mouth was all over it. And she says, I don't even want to think about your mouth and starts to get out and run. And the look on Nick's face, like he knows that she's thinking about it. And he knows he likes her. And again, he can just convey so much from his face. And then at the end, we just have more of the, we're both equals. I'm like, I know what the woman wants sexually and I'm not afraid to give it to them or whatever. Such a funny scene. And Schmidt's like, he has his phone and he's dancing in the hot air balloon. Yeah, so cute. Oh, let's talk about our favorite Jess looks. Mine was none, Heather. Uh, no, I'm furious with Jess, none. So? No, nothing really stood out to me. Okay, so that brings us to best dress. I'm going to give to Schmidt. I liked his party outfit. I thought he was looking good. Joe, who's your best dress character from this episode? You know, this one really didn't highlight any outfits, so I really didn't have one. That's fair. Heather? Um, I would absolutely go with Schmidt. All right, Shuba. And notice his pocket square. Yeah, it was a good look. So speaking of Schmidt, we always discuss our favorite Schmidt moment. There was zero on the jar count this time. For sure, 10 years, two hearts, one home is one of the best lines that ever said this season. Heather, what was your favorite Schmidt moment? It's too cruel to ask me to pick just one. The whole episode. The entire from start to finish. It is a, it's a good Schmidt episode. Joe, what's your favorite Schmidt moment? Well, this was kind of weird, but it happened at the start of the, uh, the episode where he's at his computer and he says, hold on, I'm writing a strongly worded email to my florist. That is good. And I'm, and I'm thinking, okay, because he's the kind of guy who, like, who, who can say bad things about their florist, you know? Because yeah. it's not like sometimes you send red roses and they end up being blue. You know what I'm saying? I mean, florists usually come through with the flowers that you, you know, want to send. So what is his strongly worded email to the florist? That's, that's fair. That's a good one. That was a funny little quick one-liner. Yeah. So Let's talk about our favorite or funniest moments overall. Mine is just the party because while it's hilarious because it's for a ridiculous reason, it was beautifully executed and top notch. Like when you're paying for furniture like that at a party to rent, that is expensive. And it's just, it just, I mean, no wonder Schmidt has roommates. He totally has enough money to live on his own, but he spends it on like ludicrous things. <laughs> Heather, what was your favorite and or funniest moment? Um, Just the whole part. I put just the party itself. But also the fact that uh, what killed me is all these people walking around like it's normal. Like it's normal. I think at that age, if someone invites you to come drink, you're good, you know? True. Joe, what was your favorite or funniest moment from this episode? Um, I would have to say the uh, the porta potty uh, thing where yeah. Nick is tickling people to go to the bathroom yeah. and begging yeah. Jess to go in the porta potty. And I love when okay. you said to the guy, I saw you drink all the sodas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that brings us to Honey Roast Award for the best character performance in an episode. I mean, mine's Schmidt. I don't see how you have any other one. It's hilarious. His face and his emotions about Cece. Always giving a nod to my boy Nick, but I'm going to go with Max Greenfield Schmidt for this episode. 
Uh, for this one, I would have to say Nick. I, I, I admire his, uh, as a new business owner, I admire his startup business and literally taking uh, other people's trash is definitely his treasure. So treasure. I hope your small board. business goes better than his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. What, who's, uh, who or what is getting your Honey Rust Award? Okay, I need everyone to sit down because I don't want listeners fainting. It's not going to Schmidt. <gasps> it's going to the set designer of this show because I've watched a lot of TV in my life. It's one of the best set designs I've ever seen. And also just quick shout out to the hairdresser because if you notice at the bar, Van from Reba, his hair is a zoo of man bun. And then at the party, it's all slicked and finished. Oh, so nice. like, those were good ones, Heather. Very insightful. I didn't catch a bear in this episode. Did anyone actually see a bear without speculation? I didn't even worry about it. No. Okay. So that brings us to the last five minutes we have for discussion questions. Mine was a discussion statement about Shavrang and how rude he was, but I think we've already covered that enough that we can forego it. Yeah, it's a good one, Heather. We have time for one question. What you got? It's quick, it's fun, it's easy, but it's not just for you two, it's for all of the listeners too. Okay. How much money do you think Schmidt spent on this party? $10,000. I'm gonna go eight. Joe? I say the balloon alone is, oh wait, no, wait. Well, Nick Well, his. Yeah, his DJ, all he had was the DJ and all the setup and everything. So I'm going to say 5000 All he you had, know there, was, there was food, there was a cake, there was pyrotechnics. Yeah, that was a setup, all that setup. Oh, That's what I'm saying, 5000 And His you know alone probably cost $1,000. You know what? And that was an open bar, I'm sure. And there was the visitor center. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to increase. I'm going to increase to... $11,000. Well, I mean, the fun thing is we'll never know who's right. Well, no, I <laughs> who, who, listeners, who do you support? Yeah, so go to our Facebook. I'll do our normal, hey, the episode's out today. And then I'll do an additional, epi or additional post that's going to ask everybody what they think. Or maybe we'll do a poll. They seem to like the poll. So that right. concludes our discussion about Tinfinity, Heather's favorite episode. I think there's going to be, I think people are going to disagree with Heather. Not the best episode ever, but a really good one. We are out of time. We hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. We love you guys. We're going to really try to be together for the next podcast. Joe's coming out soon so you can actually hear us. And please buy our stickers so we can get microphones. Have a great week, guys. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.